welcome to episode 51 of Yins Are Good. This is the podcast that shares and celebrates all of the good stuff going on out there and all of those good people who are making that good stuff happen. I am your host, Tressa Glover. How are you? So this episode drops on April 22nd, 2022. There's a lot going on. Uh, in the news, in our lives, but we're here together now, and I am so glad that you've set aside some time to listen, whether you're driving or walking or cleaning. Okay, I've heard from a few folks now that they like to listen while they clean, helps them kind of get through the situation. Uh, Okay, wait, speaking of, what is your least favorite household chore, doing the floors, cleaning the shower, or maybe the kitchen. Okay, mine, I got to say this, dusting. I would take scrubbing the shower over dusting any day of the week. Is that weird? You know, I think it feels tedious to me. Anywho, uh, we're here together. (laughs) And I'm so happy about that. And I, okay, I'm also happy about, I went this past week to the ribbon cutting for Dress for Success Pittsburgh, like our friend Liz Mims told us about in the last episode. Uh, What an honor to be there. And I'll tell you what, their digs are nice. It's just, it's beautiful. And it's, I'm just so happy for them. And congratulations again. Um, for this new space. And okay, I have to tell you, so there was a little, you know, there were some hors d'oeuvres and some cocktails and they did the ribbon cutting and then they were giving just mini tours of the new space, you know, the offices and then this space where they have all of the clothing and jewelry and, and products. And so it was towards the end of the event. I hadn't gotten my tour yet. And uh, someone came up and said, Oh, do you need a tour? I said, yes, I do. And it was me and one other woman. One other woman and me. Sorry. (laughs) Changing my grammar. That is something that my mother, okay, so she must be here with me right now, uh, would always do. So, okay. Um, Okay, the two of us, I'll just say that. And I'm walking behind her and she's saying a few things to the woman who's giving us the tour. And I'm thinking, that voice sounds familiar. And I'm looking at her and I see and I'm like, she has reddish, short reddish hair and that voice. And then it struck me. And just as I was about to say, are you Sally? She said to our tour guide, I'm with Treasure House Fashions. And I gasped and I said, oh my gosh. And she turned around. I said, Sally, it's me, Tressa from Yins Are Good. And she said, oh my gosh, Tressa. And we hugged. Oh, it was such a good hug. So listeners, as you may recall, Treasure House was on about a year ago now, which I can't believe. And this uh, Sally Powers, and and boy, is she powerful, right? That was kind of the joke I always made. But And it was so wonderful because we still hadn't met in person. And for it to happen that way, it was so special. And speaking of my mom, I still have some of her clothes that I am going to take there. And so I know that was an additional sign that I need to get myself over there to McKnight Road. And by the way, you all should too. Um... And, but it, what a really 
lovely moments among the, the all of the lovely moments that were happening. And I'm so happy to share what's happening today, today's conversation with you. Uh, so a little bird sent an email to me, not an actual bird, of course, that would be quite impressive and no doubt the topic of the entire show. But I did receive an email from someone whom you'll be hearing from later in the show, actually. And she told me about this fantastic local nonprofit called Computer Reach. And she suggested them as a guest on the show. And as I mentioned last week on the show, I love receiving suggestions from Yins about who you'd like to hear on the show. And so I connected with Kyle Spangler, the program director at Computer Reach, and I got a little tour of their warehouse and we got to sit down and chat. I had a great time and I am happy to be sharing that great time with you today. Also, Yinzers, this same person who suggested Computer Reach also asked to try her hand at name that neighborhood. And so she will be today. As you can imagine, uh, Don has been loving life since finding out he had a little break from the segment. Um, but he does send his best wishes to you all. Oh, and I do want to mention um, that the tech gods were not on our side while we recorded this particular name, that neighborhood. Funny, considering computer reach is <laughs> being featured on the show, uh, but we did get through it. Okay, so now before we get to my chat with Kyle Spangler of Computer Reach, I'd like to remind you how to get in touch with us, to share an act of kindness, an act of goodness that you experienced or maybe that you witnessed. Or maybe you want to share a thank you to someone who makes your life better. Any kind of good thing going on. Or if you want to give Name That Neighborhood a shot for any and all of these things, email us at yinsaregood at gmail.com. And now we're going to jump right into the good stuff we have today. Let's get to it. I'm here at Computer Reach, heading into their warehouse here. Of course, you hear my <laughs> case rolling behind me, per usual. Actually, <laughs> I just went to the wrong door. Okay, we're going to go to the right. In fairness, they look very similar, but there is a... Oh no, there's a huge sign on the actual computer reach door. That is, that's helpful if you enjoy, you know, looking at things. Hello. Hi, how this are you? Tessa, right? I am. I'm Kyle. Oh my gosh, Kyle. Nice Hi. To meet you. Nice to meet you. 
huge wow. rooms. We can set stuff down and I can show you around the facility a little bit and then we can do the, the podcast interview. That would be so good. That That'd be great. Awesome. Thank you. So we can, we'll put your stuff upstairs. Computer Reach, we are a nonprofit tech organization here in Pittsburgh. We've technically been here for about 20 years, surprisingly enough. We've only been a certified nonprofit organization for about the last 10, okay. but our executive director, Dave, has been doing this work since the early 2000s. And that work is digital literacy for all and digital access for all. We are the, the folks here that are really trying to combat what's called the digital divide. We recognize that people are being left behind simply because they don't have access to technology, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're here to combat that. We want to we close that gap. We want to we make sure that students are able to do school virtually when it's asked upon them. You know, we want to make sure that we're working with older adults that are experiencing social isolation and provide them with maybe some training and a device so that they can connect with their friends and family. So we'll start actually right at the entrance here um, yeah. because this is our in-person retail store. So more than anything, like we do want to be open for Wilkinsburg residents, for Point Breeze residents, you know, for people around here to come and purchase technology if that's what they're looking to do. So. Yeah. Um, we haven't been able to do an official launch of the in-person store quite yet because of COVID. Yeah. But, you know, you can see all of the desktops over here, laptops over here. Um, these are all display computers. So, like, these are ones that you could play on as a customer and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, underneath nice. all of these bays are about another thousand computers or so. <laughs> so this oh, is my. our staging uh, station. So we call it the sales floor. So anything that's out here is ready to go out the door. And everything that you see is donated to us. We got oh my gosh. <laughs> these little desktops, which is like what this computer is here. Yeah. We actually got about 900 of these from Giant Eagle a year and a half ago. Giant so we have Eagle. a good connection with Giant Eagle. In general, um, we try to keep prices really low, right? Because more yeah. than anything, like we're here to provide access to technology, right? Like we want to be able to get computers out to people that really need them the most. So like mm -hmm. that is what we're here for, um, along with providing robust training and support options too. So I'm hoping within the next month, month and a half, we do a big grand opening launch. We'll knock prices down, hopefully move 100 plus computers out the door in one yeah. day kind of thing. Um, the whole reason we even decided to do something like this was because in 2019, we did a proof of concept with Black Friday. We did a Black Friday sale at Construction Junction. Oh, okay. And we sold out of everything that we had ready to go for that event. After that, it's like, yeah, we can do retail. So <laughs> you're <laughs> like, was, yeah. something tells yeah. us that, yes. Yeah, and I and I love the way that this looks too. Yeah, we got Is it the, like the bright. There's bright green. Like I feel it feels like yeah. I'm in. I'm walking down an aisle. Yeah, typically in these store. lights would be on, but yeah, there's like white lights. Listeners, yeah. if you're, but yeah, there's white lights strung above too. But it does. It looks. It's so cool. Let's move into the garage next. Okay. So. This is the garage, and for us, this is our <laughs> staging area yeah. for all of our incoming donations. So you can see we have tons of these carts just lined with computers. We've got hundreds of monitors and everything, too. 
basically we and i'll introduce you to the tech guys here next but okay. basically those guys will come through here and sift through what's good and bad anything mm -hmm. bad we're recycling that's going to our e-waste partner um and they ensure that nothing's ending up in a landfill but the Yay. goal yeah the goal <laughs> is to refurbish right like the right. goal is to give it another life to get it back out to someone in the community that really needs it Sounds like Dave's on a call. Oh. This is Terry, one of our... our Terry? Hi. I'm Tressa. Hi, Tressa. Nice oh, to meet you. Oh, you're the podcaster. I am. <laughs> I <laughs> am. you got a good voice for podcasting. Oh, <laughs> my. Thank you. I can probably introduce myself. Hi. I'm David Mitchell. Yes. I'm the uh, technology director here. Okay yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, we can. Hi. Let's do it. Let's just do it. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you as well. You as well. Yeah. I'm glad uh, we were able to make that connection. Yeah, That's thank awesome. you. Thank you so much for... Yeah. Helping all this to happen. You want a broken computer? <laughs> I would love one. But, uh, I would love one. I'm so handy. Yeah, this is the bench room, though. Like, With this those... is where all the magic happens. Yes. This is where these guys are refurbishing computers. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Terry's Frankensteining computers. Oh, I have a Frankenstein or... computer. So I'm recording. Terry, do you each want to tell me a little? Can... Yeah. What do you want? Uh, I can start with like a general overview of this place. So, and I'll take my math down so you can hear okay. me a bit better. So right here, um, basically this entire place is to facilitate the refurbishing of computers. So Kyle probably already showed you the garage in there, which is where we get our donations initially. Um, once they kind of go from the garage, they Real go to high. here, which is where um, on, Kyle, uh, not Kyle, where, <laughs> where either Terry, Mike, or um, I think we'll have somebody else in here soon um, who work on the computers <laughs> and basically like get them running again. So we need to do a series of like tests and whatnot to make sure they're all good to go, make yeah. sure that the product that we're going out is functional for our end users. Yeah. Um, and basically everything in this space is to facilitate that whole process. So behind me right here, you see our server. I do. Um, we use Linux Ubuntu um, for basically all of our installs. So. And those are stored right here on this server. May I ask what that is? Sure. <laughs> I mean, not for me, yeah, because, of I course, I that. know, um, you know, any listener who may not know. Yeah. No, no, that makes perfect sense. Uh, no, what is it again? Uh, Ubuntu is an uh, operating system of Linux. It's basically okay. uh, what you would call a flavor um, of Linux. Basically, put simply, it's an open source operating system. So okay. the nice thing about Linux is that you can take the source code and do whatever you want with it. So what we do here is we have a custom image that we created for our end users. And an image is basically a um, kind of like a screenshot almost of a computer's applications on it. So when I say we have our image on here that can basically be projected to any space on this bench room um, that you can connect an Ethernet cable to, um, that means that you can upload application settings and whatnot to every single computer to make the process nice and easy, if that makes sense. It does, actually. Thank you. Yes. For, that was very clear for me. Yes. For um, me, <laughs> I understood. That means a lot if I understood yeah, those yeah. things. Yes. So, Terry, you are here. Well, I with... basically uh, refurbish what comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's going to get triaged, it would come to me eventually. Okay. And I would put a hard drive in them and uh, make sure they've got the right amount of memory and uh, hopefully turn on. Sure. And if they don't, like this one here is acting funny, I get to take it apart. <laughs> and find out why. Well, uh, Maybe? not always. Okay. <laughs> because I'm, <laughs> no, not a, I'm not a bench technician. That's a di there's a difference. I, oh, okay. I fix, I, I can, you know, fix some of the basic stuff, but uh, I like the idea of doing board work, but uh, it requires more tools and 
skills. I think I he's downgrading himself a little bit here, being a little bit humble. I call him our expert around here because oh. whenever I have something that I can't handle, I pass it to Terry. I see. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification yes. very much. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. And and so that's the work that we're doing here. And we're, we're trying to do it um, holistically in the sense that, you know, we're refurbishing all the devices that we get out. You know, like we're, mm-hmm. we're taking it from the very beginning to the very end, and we're trying to really humanize technology. We're trying to make technology less scary, more approachable. Like there are so many things about scams out there. And so there's a lot of reluctance for people that don't use technology on a regular basis to actually go and use it. And so we're mm-hmm. really trying to combat a lot of those barriers too, where, you know, we have to approach people that have never touched a computer before with a lot of respect and empathy and all of these soft skills where it's not like we're going in and doing coding or showing people how to do <laughs> these advanced things on the computer. Yeah. It's just about really introducing them to a brand new device. Think about the first time you drove a car, right? It's the same idea. And in technology, like cars, like many other things, is constantly evolving year to year there are so many changes it's so hard for people to keep up so we want to be here as a community resource to help folks along to Mm -hmm. make sure that they're getting the most out of devices that they get from us it's so important because just the language you were using sometimes there can be you know an eye roll when it's like oh you know if if, especially i think if it's an older person definitely right who has difficulty like oh here you know figure it out and instead of no 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 empathy let's read you know there, there's yep. so much more and especially if you're not doing it every day if you're not using this technology every day then how would you know right yeah. <laughs> you know imagine the frustration that you yourself feel when something <laughs> doesn't work right with technology right and i have then, no idea what you're talking about guys. Yeah. i never have that problem <laughs> right but I, yeah yes it's it's a real thing and so yeah. like people get frustrated and then discouraged and yeah. then straight up just they don't want to touch it ever again mm-hmm. But it's such a powerful tool and there's so many good things that you can do with technology out there like telemedicine appointments for example mm-hmm. you know like there are, there are all these things now especially since covid hit like covid more than anything shined the brightest light on the work that we're doing here you know what i mean it's it's showing that that society cannot exist without technology now it's no longer a luxury it's a necessity for everyday life and that's what we're trying to bring to local pittsburgh residents here as well Mm. i was going to ask that if you saw i mean thinking about COVID and as as we all saw or experienced working from home and i don't have kids but the first thing i thought of was wow so now because okay even backtracking a little further dating myself here it's fine but i still am kind of you know in disbelief about in colleges now how everything yeah. <laughs> right yeah there you know i'm still like oh so do you print out your paper and drop it off like that? <laughs> my niece is like you're so embarrassing but, <laughs> no but so even that right how where does it come from what, what if you do not have exactly you know any of that or even and then thinking how do i get access to that where do i even start with all of that yeah. And like you were saying, like COVID just had to have brought all of this. Well, right. I mean, no one was anticipating a global pandemic to increase costs for their family. <laughs> and what I mean by that is obviously like technology is expensive and, and internet is expensive, right? And mm-hmm. it's not easily accessible for those that maybe have barriers to paying some of those things. And so, you know, we want to be that in between. We want to be that advocate that can say, oh, well, 
maybe you can't afford the 70 bucks a month for Comcast or Verizon, right? But mm -hmm. here's a hotspot that you're not going to have to make payments on whatsoever. And we're actually going to renew it for you year after year. So we've integrated a lot of these things to once again, we're, we're touching on everything here. It's not just the computer. It's not just an internet. It's not just ongoing support because we know, and we'll talk about the amount of support calls, right? Like when you are frustrated, you want to be able to talk to someone about it. And it's like, we're here to do that too. And so, um, oh my gosh. Okay. And there, there is so much. So the uh -huh. hotspot thing, I want to hear yeah. the hotspot thing. Is yeah, no, it's but a, I'd like to hear more about that. So you offer, so yes. Yeah, we, we do have a relationship with a hotspot supplier and we're able to actually configure them here in house. Um, to make them very accessible and easy for end users to use. We're not having some crazy username or password and it's all very standardized and everything so that it's easy to connect to at all times. But it's a, it's a band-aid to be quite honest. You know, we know that hotspots aren't the end all be all for internet solutions. We get that. But when working with people that are coming from nothing and have no internet access, it's a very effective bridge to eventually get them to a broadband internet service. So we use it as a program enhancement, essentially. So with our digital navigator program, for example, um, we're bringing a desktop bundle, a hotspot, and we're doing a one hour in-person like session with a participant. We're actually going into people's homes and doing this because we know that there are barriers for people to come to us as well. So it's about meeting people where they are at. And with the hotspot, the one thing that I do always tell folks is that it is convenient. You can bring it with you wherever you want. You know, like mm -hmm. if you're going on a trip or if you're in the car and you want to listen to you can connect to that hotspot and it'll work, right? It's not mm -hmm. going to drain your phone or, or your data or anything like that. So it's really important because as we go, especially with the digital navigator program, mm -hmm. we're doing follow-up visits with these folks too in person. So we need to have the whole thing working so that then we can go and do training. So if someone says, oh, I want to learn how to do Zoom, yeah, we'll come back and show you. Like, we'll set that up, you know? Like, we have a, there's a webcam with the desktop and everything. So it's like, it's we know that there's not a one-size-fits-all solution for what people want to do with technology. So we kind of play the field, if you will, and, and just do whatever is really important to that person at that given time. Uh, customized, if you will. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So like there are some folks like uh, we work with a lot of older adult serving agencies. So a lot of senior centers, a lot of um, age friendly Pittsburgh, you know, a lot of like really great um, older adult serving agencies. And so working with those partners, a lot of the organizations are looking for them to have specific skills with the technology. And that's why I brought up telemedicine because it's very important to be able to show someone how to access their my UPMC portal and do these visits and everything because it's not straightforward and it's not easy and trying to learn something through a robot or over the phone when you don't even know what question to ask is impossible so yes. we get that you know yes. and it's like um, we we want to make sure that the end user is getting the most out of what we're providing for them mm. so and so, okay, so 
as we can continue to talk about other programs, sure. we press pause for a second. Yep. Can you just share with us a little about you and sure. how you got connected to Computer Reach? Yeah, definitely. So earlier I gave you a little bit about my background, but yes. I won't go back that far. So after I graduated from college, um, moved back to the Pittsburgh region, and I actually had a really hard time trying to get a job in the nonprofit field, even with my degree and everything else. So my foot in the door opportunity was actually through an AmeriCorps program called Pittsburgh Public Allies. So I did that for two years. It's a 10 month program. Um, it's through the federal government. You're able as a, as a American citizen to serve up to 20 months of AmeriCorps service. So I actually did it for two years. Um, typically pe people do it for one. I did it for two. Mm -hmm. So I did my full 20 hours uh, or 20 months worth of service mm -hmm. uh, through AmeriCorps. And halfway through my first year, I found Computer Reach actually. Mm -hmm. So I have been with Computer Reach since then. It's been about five years now. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how I got involved in the first place. And when I first met Dave, um, the executive director, it was a one man show. It was just Dave. He was doing everything himself and there was a lot to be done. And so I stepped in and started doing a lot of our classes. We have adult classes that we'll talk more in depth about, but that was where I started with everything. And over the course of the last three or, the three or four years, we went from, myself and Dave to having 10 to 15 staff members now. So wow. we have and that's grown, in five-ish years. We've grown exponentially over the last two to three years oh um, where we have quite literally, even since last year, tripled our operating budget. Um, so this thing is, it's going. I love to, <laughs> I love to hear. Yeah, it's going very quickly. So myself and Dave Mitchell, our tech director, he yeah. also went through uh, Public Allies and everything. Oh, and I, was, cool. I was his supervisor when he was going through the program and everything like that too. So um, Pittsburgh is a great area for nonprofit work. It's extremely dense um, and there's a lot of opportunities out there mm -hmm. um, if anyone is looking to get into nonprofit work. So we're talking about the programs. Do you want to talk, you mentioned the adult classes, you want to? Yeah, we can talk about some classes. So yeah, that is yeah. now my current title. I'm program director. So I'm overseeing all of these programs <laughs> and all computers that are going out the door. Uh, the one that is closest and nearest and dearest to my heart, though, is the adult digital literacy classes that we're able to provide. So since 2018, um, we've been doing these classes. They're in person, eight to 10 people at a time, two hours in length, and we do computer basics for the most part. But we're doing four different classes. So it's eight hours worth of training over the course of days or weeks or whatever, depending mm -hmm. on the students. And they, we will cover computer basics, internet safety, emailing, and social media. So those are our four beginner level courses that we offer. Now I do wanna say, um, we don't have a classroom space here at our warehouse. So with our classes, we rely heavily on our community partners, on our nonprofit partners to host the classes 
and they are typically responsible for recruitment of students as well. So I did want to put out there that no, these classes are not just available to the general public, um, uh, gotcha. but um, we're able to provide the training. At the end of the, the last class, students go home with the computer that they're working on. So they're getting a computer mm. out of it. And there's also an opportunity for maybe some adults that are maybe looking to break back into the workforce in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. uh, we have nationally recognized certificates that folks are able to take tests. If they pass the test, they get the certificate. The certificate can be attached to a resume and it's nationally recognized by employers all across the, the country. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've seen a lot of people learn you see the light bulb go off, nice. you know, and, and a lot of it too is just starting as if someone has never touched a keyboard, a mouse, anything like that. So we're starting at the base level mm -hmm. and we're trying to build skills as we go through these classes. So good. Yeah. So if anyone listening is either interested, I know you said it's not just, you know, open to the public, but if someone listening is thinking, oh my gosh, that does interest me though, like as a student, or if someone's listening and thinking, well, maybe I'm part of a community yeah. group or whatever who could do that. Where could any people learn more about either of those? Yeah, so I, I would say the best place would be our website. Mm -hmm. uh, it's computerreach.org. Um, if you click on the menu button, there's going to be three dots in the top right. That's the menu button. There's going to be a section there that says programs. And there's going to be an outline for all of the programs that we offer, um, both the Digital Navigator program and our classes. So um, from there, if they would like to learn more, um, contact me. My contact information is all over the website as well. So <laughs> okay, cool. um, yeah, that would be the best place to learn more about it. Perfect. What, else, what other programs, classes, what, what else do you want to chat about? Hello. Yeah. So I think another really cool one that we've been able to do just since COVID is our lottery program. Now this yes. one is open to all local Pittsburgh slash Southwestern Pennsylvania residents. Okay. There are no qualifications. Um, if you are someone that doesn't have access to the internet or a device, but would like to sign up for the lottery program, I will sign people up over the phone. So we can do that. Uh, it's a simple form. It takes about a minute or two. This form can also be accessed on the homepage of our website. So if you do have access to the internet, you can go to computerreach.org. Banner at the top is going to say sign up to win. It'll take you through a form. Basically, you're entering yourself uh, into a pool of people that are looking to get a free desktop computer bundle. So the way it works is you sign up, we pull your name. We typically pull about 10 to 20 names at random every week. Um, and then we will actually follow up with you. Um, we're going to send you an email, a text message and a phone call. Make sure that you're hearing from us mm -hmm. um, and we're going to give you instructions on how to come here and pick up your computer. And so that's, that's the lottery program. And to date, we've done about 530 computers ah. uh, through this outlet. So to the listeners as well, no, this is not a scam. This is for real. Um, <laughs> it does exist. And we will like, even if you're someone that maybe is worried about like putting everything together, setting it up. Yeah. 
Uh, we have a handout and we have a phone number too. We will help you with all of that over the phone to make sure that you're getting the most out of all of these computers. Because that is, that's the other part of it. Yeah. And not just with computers I know in general, right? But you get yeah. something, you're like, this is great. What do I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, is, exactly. Um, and when you say, just think about when you say bundle, what does that include? Yeah, so it's going to be your standard desktop tower, which is the, the computer. Um, it'll come with a monitor, a keyboard, a mouse, and all the requisite cords that you need to connect everything. Um, and that's your bundle. That's your computer. That's so awesome. Yeah. So the, yeah, the lottery program is another computer distribution program. But one that doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion, is actually our volunteer program. We have volunteering here once a week, every Friday from 10 to four, we use Pittsburgh cares. They're a great volunteer portal organization. Yeah. Essentially. Um, we have opportunities listed on their site. That's where you can sign up if you're looking to volunteer and you have some extra time and maybe you want to give back to the community. Um, or if you're just interested in learning about tech and about computer parts mm. and things of that nature, um, there's great opportunities here to learn about technology as well. So volunteering is a massive part of the production that we're able to do. Mm -hmm. um, because if we get eight to 10 people volunteering, doing what the guys are doing in the bench room, that's basically tripling our production on that day. And so they are cranking out as many computers as, as our tech guys and everything. So yeah. our tech director, Dave Mitchell, he runs all the volunteer operations and everything. So he typically has people doing anything from, yeah, like software work to hardware work to maybe just organizing or sorting cords or parts or anything like that. That's too. what I was going to ask, like what your experience needs to be. Like, obviously, if mm -hmm. you have experience with the more technical side. Yeah. But if it's if organization. Yeah. Yeah, we don't require any kind of experience. So like okay. if you are someone that just wants to volunteer or for whatever reason needs volunteer hours for anything, we will show you the ropes around here. Okay. Very very candidly. Like if you don't have a tech background, I would guarantee that our tech director could get you to refurbish a computer from start to finish. <gasps> guarantee it. I feel like Kyle's talking directly to me because I could, <laughs> I think I would love to learn that. Yeah. I'd love to learn. Yeah. It's very interesting. And you're helping. Here's the thing. Yeah. Right. You're not, it's not just for you. You are yeah. actually doing it in service. You know, that computer is going to go to someone yeah. that really needs it at the yeah. end of the day too. That is cool. Okay. So volunteers have something else to check out on the website. Yeah. Yeah, and volunteering in general, like I said, I don't think it gets talked about enough, Yeah. but so many nonprofit organizations rely on volunteer power to fulfill their mission mm -hmm. and so folks that that are out there that are giving their time you know shout out to you because yep. it's really important to a lot of organizations yeah can i ask what you love most about what you do here sure yeah i think <laughs> i think for me more than anything like I am fortunate enough to have experiences with our end users and our participants for our programs. So I have taught many classes myself prior to managing teachers to now teach classes. But when I was teaching myself, you know, um, being able to see someone have a sense of gratification or 
have learned something, um, especially maybe an older adult as well. So maybe someone in their 70s or 80s that never thought that they would ever have a use for a computer um, or, you know, just understanding that this is something that people can use to connect with other people. That's where my heart is. That's what I love about it the most. Um, the guys downstairs and even our ED, they'll talk a lot about the tech side of things, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I'm in it for other reasons, right? <laughs> like, I'm in it for the people because, yeah. like, I'm the one that would be handing your computer out to you if you come for the lottery program, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be the face that is interacting with a lot of the folks that we're working with, along with other staff members here. But understanding that, you're making a difference in someone's life in that moment, I think is priceless. I think that is the best feeling in the world. And that's why I wanted to get into this work in the first place. And that's why I'll probably have my entire career be within nonprofit work because that's what I truly love the most. It's about helping people. It's about understanding where people are understanding that not everyone wants a handout by any means either, you know, and it's like, you're able to teach and train and people are out there willing to learn and soak up information. Um, Maybe folks that you might not ever expect, but it exists out there and it's for real. And I think, I think it makes a difference more than anything. Hmm. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. And it's just, ah, definitely. It's just so wonderful. And this has been so cool getting to talk with you and and learn all of this. Definitely. Is there anything else you wanted to share that we maybe didn't Um, get to touch on? I don't think so. I want to thank you again for this opportunity. I would say more than anything, like Computer Reach, we struggle with getting the word out about the work that we do. Um, It's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day grind of just doing the work and making sure that you're staying on track with doing the work. But these opportunities uh, to tell stories and share thoughts, I think are the most important at the end of the day. And so um, I really appreciate this and I would encourage folks to, you know, check us out, check out our website, check out our socials. We're on Facebook and Twitter and and those things too, at computer reach. So um, please shout us out and uh, let people know that we're here and we're, we're willing to help and do some work. And we so appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Hello. Is this better? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Let's roll with this then. Thank you for your patience. No problem. (laughs) How are you feeling? I mean, I've been listening for a long time, so I feel like the the stakes are pretty high here, but you also threw a curveball recently by making it name that county. <laughs> I did. I've I've thrown no curveballs though for you. Okay. I just, you know, I think I mix it up sometimes with Don because he's done it like 174 times or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, this is pretty straightforward. Would you like to tell the audience who you are and remind them they'll be familiar but i've kept it a surprise this far i see so i'm ellen gauss i'm the president of a local organization called sent with love that picks up wedding flowers and centerpieces after receptions and we take them to places that would appreciate them yes and you've been on our show before of course and i'm a a regular listener so i've been on the show and i've been listening to the show for a long time 
Yes. And I know you're now one of Don's favorite people for, <laughs> um, <laughs> for wanting to try your hand and name that neighborhood and, and give him some time off. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a little bit self-serving as well that I get to pitch Scent with Love again. Yes. Anytime. Is, oh, and is there anything you want to tell us about yes, Scent with Love? Of course. So we are having a volunteer appreciation event on Monday, May 9th, which we've posted about on our Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I can also send like a Google calendar invite to it, but it's going to be at Ann Flowers, which is in Highland Park. So we're looking to show our volunteers some love, help others learn a little bit more about us if they want to get involved. And we still have some exciting announcements coming up here, but I don't want to jump the gun on those. So just make sure you're following on Facebook and Instagram to see it when it happens. Yes. And of course we love set with love. I'm going to be there. Yes. I don't know if that's a draw or not. I said that like, (laughs) that'll make people go. No, um, (laughs) I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I I just can't wait. Yeah. And actually though, I was thinking before we get into it, because you are the computer reach connection, Mm -hmm. as you know, thank you for, sending them our way here and I don't know if you want to share with listeners and you don't have to but a little bit about your connection with them and what made you email me about them yeah um so I am just all about every green thing that I can possibly do and I had a tablet at home that I wasn't using it wasn't really in good shape and I was like okay well I don't don't want to just throw this out in the garbage that doesn't seem right and I was looking for opportunities to like put it to good use. And I think I just Googled computer reach or maybe I'd vaguely been aware of it before. If other friends had volunteered with them before, reached out and I asked if they would take a tablet and they said yes. And so I brought the tablet out to them and then my employer was getting rid of a bunch of computers. And I was like, well, we have to give them to computer reach. That's the best thing that we can do. And so we got them out here for all those. And that was just fantastic. Oh, they are. They're so, they're so wonderful. And, um, what do you think? Are you right? Do you want to do any warm ups? Do you want to? No, I just want to go into this without any preconceived notions and just, <laughs> just go for it. Yes, let's do it. So, uh, your choices of neighborhood are Wilkinsburg or Hempfield. Oh, hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where Kyle Spangler is from, from Computer Reach. Oh, okay. Wilkinsburg, I got that connection. The other yeah. one, no. So I thought, I was like, let's do it. Let's give a shout out. So those are the two, Wilkinsburg or Hempfield. And oh, and there are five. I have five statements of fact this time. But I know you're up for it. I know you're up for it. Oh. <laughs> I'm liking that confidence. <laughs> Oh, you and Don can complain about me sometime together. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. Number one, Brush Creek Salem's Church was built in this neighborhood between 1816 and 1820. I'm going to go with And you would be correct. <gasps> what a way to start. What a way. 
Well done. It is Hempfield. Um, so, and this church, Brush Creek Salem's Church, its original name, um, was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1987, stylistically influenced by the Anglican church buildings of 18th century Virginia. And it's a two-story, symmetrical, red-brick church uh, characterized by square-headed windows on the first floor and compass-headed windows on the second floor and entrances on both gable and walls. The Oh, it has uh, an adjacent cemetery that has graves dating back to the 1700s. Wow. Uh, the church is now known as Irwin Brush Creek Salem United Church of Christ. Did I get all the words? I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a mouthful. <laughs> just It just kept going. Well, let's go on to number two, shall we? We shall. If you stopped to take a look at the John F. Singer Mansion, which was completed in 1869, you'd be in this neighborhood. Wilkinsburg. Oh, you were confident on that. I could tell. And you are correct. Yeah. Are you familiar with it? Something something stands out to me, even though I, I can't quite put my finger on it. But I, I felt right about that one. Yes. Right. You are. So, yes, it is. Its address is 1318 Singer Place. Okay. So there's a there's a theme here. So John F. Singer was a partner along with Alexander Nimick in Singer, Nimick and Company. And they were iron manufacturers. So this house, and I'm saying that in quotes because mansion is more applicable. Uh, it was part of a large country estate. It boasted 6,924 square feet of living space. And at the time it was completed, it had 18 rooms and two bathrooms. And one of the bathrooms had a stained glass window and a wooden bathtub. Mm. Right? I don't even understand what that means. Um, American walnuts, woodwork, a circular staircase of inlaid walnuts with marble treads and wood risers. There were crystal porcelain and brass chandeliers and three-tone marble fireplaces in every room. That is extravagant. Isn't it a bit? Yeah. And then as far as the whole, the estate itself, there was a chapel, a gatekeeper's lodge, stables, uh, a lake, a boathouse, vineyards, orchards. I mean, I think we get the picture. Was there, a, I mean, did they have ponies too? It, they did have horses. It says that the stables were for horses, carriages, and dogs. Wow. They have to have some barn cats, too. <gasps> Let's hope. Yes. I'm going to add that. Let's add that. <laughs> so literally, when you, you, you asked the question in such a way, it's like, in this neighborhood. And so I was going to respond in kind with Wilkinsburg, because I was imitating a little bit <laughs> unconsciously. <laughs> I do say it that way sometimes. I catch it when I'm, you know, listening back. Why? I have no idea. Oh, my. So there, yeah, there it is. Uh, and actually, in the 1920s, it was purchased and made into a two-family apartment. Oh, here's the thing. This other, this, because this kind of gets me. So it was finished in 1869. And it was occupied by the Singer family until the early 1880s. But that's it. Like... So maybe what, 15 years? Maybe? 
That's the twenty. Yeah, so it's kind of like all that work and money and all of that. And but hey, yeah. hey, let's go on to number three. Well, thank you for your patience. We're gonna our, our technical difficulties. <laughs> let's. <laughs> We got it, though. We're going to go. You didn't get to finish the question for number three, but I do know what the answer is. Uh, oh, she's that good, folks. She is that good. Well, I will finish it for the sake of yes, please our do. listeners. But wow. It is. This neighborhood is home to a free store that opened in 2015. Wilkinsburg. You sure are right about that. It is. So Free Store Wilkinsburg was launched in 2015 by four local women, Marita Garrett, Kristen Michaels, Marley Gallagher, and Mary Ann Sickles. Uh, Marita Garrett, by the way, was at the time a council person on the Wilkinsburg Borough Council, and she is now the mayor of Wilkinsburg. And Garrett and Michaels, as the story goes, they were inspired by Free Store 15104, founded by, of course, our friend Giselle Fetterman. Uh, and they actually approached Giselle and asked her for her, her store's surplus to help them stock their store. And she was happy to do it. And then she connected them to Gallagher and Sickles, who had also wanted to bring a free store to Wilkinsburg. So that's how the four of them got connected up. A wonderful story. I had to stop myself from interrupting to be like, I know it's Giselle and I know it started in Braddock. Oh yes, tell us, yes. No, that was pretty much it. Just like, oh, I know it was in Braddock first and it was Giselle and then it was over here. <laughs> that's the extent of it. Well, should we just keep going? Let's go, number four. All right. In 1775, the Hannah's Town Resolves were drafted and approved in this neighborhood in response to the Revolutionary War shots fired in Lexington and Concord, Massachusetts. I had to stop myself from answering too early, but it's Hempfield. Look at you. I think maybe this is good. Like if you like if you can answer before the statement, you get extra points or but and think about that. Oh my gosh. You are correct, of course. So you know this. Talk about it. Well, the only I it's context clues. Hannah's town is in Westmoreland. There it is. Also, knowing that it was like, okay, 1700s Revolutionary War, like I'm gonna go further out from the, the core of Pittsburgh. Yes. So yeah, the, the results. Okay, so yes, Hannah's town is in Hempfield, Westmoreland County. And it was deeply connected to the events of the American Revolution. So, yes, we are in 1775. And so citizens across the colonies heard of the shots that were fired, right, at, at Lexington and Concord. And specifically, the citizens of Westmoreland County gathered and drafted the Hannahstown Resolves. They were approved on May 16th, 1775. And they protested the injustices of the British Parliament while still remaining loyal to George III, the English monarch. But um, the resolves did resolve uh, to take up arms to resist tyrannical acts. 
and they are one of the most direct challenges to British authority preceding the Declaration of Independence. Look at all that history right here. Right? Right here. And uh, Hannah's Town was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1972. I had no idea. I'd never heard of those results before. Nope. Nope. Uh, but you were familiar with Hannah's Town. I, I have to be honest, I wasn't familiar with that either. Where have I been? <laughs> but, <laughs> wow, nicely done. Well, don't hype me up too much. I, I want more. <laughs> I do that. Last week, I jinxed Don big time. Okay, I did, but it's all right. Um, we're just going to move forward. We're just going to move forward. Number five. The Center for Aviation Technology and Training, which will include a Tuskegee Airmen Museum, will have its grand opening in this neighborhood on June 9th of this year. Now, I know I've, I saw something about this recently, so it's like just there but i'm not answering confidently mm-hmm. but uh i'm so disappointed in myself that i can't say this like for sure that i know it but i'm gonna go with wilkinsburg you have a perfect score my friend oh, that's I'm what really, that means I'm really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Woohoo! yes so it's going to open at the Sherwood Event Center. And, okay, the aim of this Center for Aviation Technology and Training is to offer the area's youth an opportunity to explore the field of aviation and aeronautics through hands-on informal learning opportunities rooted in science, technology, engineering, and math. STEM stuff. All... I'm sorry, go ahead. I said STEM stuff. That is it. And it was created through a partnership between Hosanna House, uh, who will be on this very podcast sometime soon. Hooray. I was just about to, again, I was like trying to not interrupt. I'm like, I think this has something to do with Hosanna House, but I wasn't sure. So thank you for thank filling you. that in. <laughs> you are welcome. So yes, it was the Hosanna House and the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh. And according to Pittsburgh Magazine, the center, maybe that's where you read about it. Uh, the center will consist of three main elements, a STEM maker's place and flight simulation lab, the aforementioned Tuskegee Airmen Museum, and indoor and outdoor interactive exhibit spaces for children. And its featured exhibit will be Black Wings, American Dreams of Flight, organized by the Smithsonian Institution Traveling Exhibition Service. This is like all of the names. This <laughs> this name that neighborhood is longest titles of things. Um, but in collaboration with the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum, and it chronicles the story of Black pioneers who, desp- despite facing ample racial barriers, achieved greatness in the world of aviation. And there it's going to be. We did it. You did it. Five for five. How does it feel? It feels pretty fantastic (laughs) i'm so glad i am too but (laughs) i I had no expectations i mean i did want to do very well so i'm very pleased with myself yes and i appreciate you like i understand i i or i can understand 
the pressure of it and the putting yourself out there like, I'm going to try to do this thing. Well, I mean, I'm playing along every time I listen before Dawn answers. I'm like, oh, here's what I'm going to say. So <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm so I'm I'm so glad it's always it's so good to talk to you and it's always good to talk to you and sent with love folks as a reminder. Hey, uh, let remind the audience of where they can go to learn more. Yeah, so we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, swlflowers.com. Learn how to donate flowers, to be a volunteer to take flowers somewhere, or let us know if you know an organization or you represent an organization that wants to receive flowers sometimes. We're uh, grateful to have all of those opportunities thrown our way. Mm. Thank you. And thank you again for the computer reach reference. Yeah. Yes, keeping us all connected. Yeah, I think the next time we do this to avoid all the tech issues, we should just do this in person. That's what's easiest. Yes, I'm all for that. Well, you're welcome back anytime. Great. I'm sure Donna will appreciate that too. Oh, you have no idea. You might get some flowers. Oh, as a thank you. I don't know. Who knows? Uh huh. He might. You never know with him. Ellen Gauss, loyal listener, president of Set With Love, and perfect score achiever on Name That Neighborhood. (laughs) Ellen, thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you for all that Sent With Love does. And it is on this note that we will be bringing this episode, episode 51, to a close. I am your host, Tressa Glover. Huge thanks again to Kyle Spangler and all the folks at Computer Reach. Please do be sure to check out our show notes for all of their information. And thank you to all of you for listening in and for spending time with us today. Have a great week ahead. And until next time, my friends, be safe, be kind, be good. Special thanks to David Mitchell, Terry Golightly, Jason Eldridge, and as always, for our most fabulous artwork, Mike Rubino. Mm-hmm.